0: Angelo, how's it going? Hey Frank, it's going all right. How about you? I'm doing, I'm doing quite well on this beautiful Sunday morning.
1: It's a sunny day. It's really nice out. Um, spring is in the air, and I love that. Of course, when this get re- gets released, we'll probably end up having terrible weather because such is life,
0: right? But alas, so let's hop right in. Yesterday. Sure. We talked about that yesterday. Last time, we talked about um, my workspace and how I got work done. And today, we're doing... We're going to flip it. And we're going to talk all about you, Angelo.
1: We're going to take it, and we're going to turn it. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Uh, I, I do do work on occasion. I, just, I don't just sit here and talk into a microphone. Nice. So... I guess I guess we
0: can get started. Sure, sure. So Angelo, tell me
1: about your workspace. Right. Uh so as I've mentioned a few times on on the show, um I work from home. Uh, I have a home office, which is really nice. Um it's a decent sized room, mostly filled with clutter, uh, because we often uh need to temporarily store things, so you know. This is the room where it stays a little bit out of sight, out of mind. But that's okay because I don't see it. It's kind of behind me and nobody can see it on camera either, so it's fine. Um, I I do occasionally work from like cafes or co-working spaces, but that's typically for side projects. The bulk of my time is spent right here. Um, And I've got a pretty nice little setup. I've got a, you know, a comfy ergonomic chair, an aeron, and a pretty good size uh standing desk I've got um one of these fancy topo standing mats that I use when I'm standing, which has kind of like a a weird contoured surface so mm-hmm. that it keeps you moving around a little bit but honestly, I spend most of my day sitting um because I am lazy uh One thing that I, I don't know if like this is common for folks with standing desks, but I I have like three saved settings depending on what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So lowest to highest, the lowest setting is for me to be sitting and comfortably typing. And then a little bit higher, maybe four inches, five inches higher, uh, maybe less, uh, is for sitting at the desk and writing in my notebook with like a pen. Because um, it's just It brings the notebook a little higher up And hmm. I feel more comfortable And then, you know, for standing and typing uh, So I, I, I've i always wondered, like, do people have Their preferred settings or not?
0: Yeah, I've Like, with my standing desk, I do that as well Um, However The one thing that I've always wanted Is to have, like, a really good Massive sort of Like, keyboard arm underneath to kind of get the keyboard off of like the surface of the desk, and and then I'd be able to raise, like obviously I'd have to raise the desk up like a few inches, right, to give room for the right for the keyboard. But then it would always kind of be at like that writing height,
1: and then you would get like the best of both worlds. Yeah, the only thing that um I think would be problematic for me with that kind of setup a keyboard tray is that I I tend to move my legs a lot under. The desk hmm. and i probably you know keep banging my knees into it and swearing um <laughs> and the other thing that i've always found with these um keyboard trays uh on some desks it doesn't matter but mine is relatively deep i think it's about three feet deep and uh sitting far out enough to use the keyboard tray would put me pretty far from my monitor which isn't on like um Uh, an arm or anything like yours Hmm. so you know i'm already like old and my eyesight is getting bad so being that far from the monitor would be a problem i think huh
0: what's your um what what's your like sit versus stand percentage like do you stand like do you use like the
1: standing part every day or no, I used to. It used to be kind of like I would spend nearly half my day standing and half my day sitting. You know, a little more. Uh, so I would probably sit for most of the morning, do some standing in the afternoon, and then spend, end my day sitting. Uh, nowadays, it's mostly sitting unless I am just kind of like fed up of sitting, which is weird. Um, I'm tr- I'm trying to be a little better about that. Uh, So, I don't know, maybe whenever my Apple Watch tells me to stand up, I'll just switch, you know?
0: Ah, cool. Okay,
1: so on your Mm. desk, what do we got? Yeah, Yeah. so peripherals first, I've got like a 27-inch 4K monitor made by Lenovo, which is pretty nice. It's got a built-in webcam, and it's got like built-in speakers, and... Um, it's usb c so it can uh connect to my macbook pro oh that's nice uh, and charge it which is yeah which is great uh one cable to roll them all i love that uh it doesn't supply enough wattage to actually you know um if the the mac is working really hard the battery will start draining which is kind of funny <laughs> but it doesn't really matter um, And I have a Logitech Craft keyboard and a Logitech MX Master 2S mouse. I'll put links to that in the show notes. Um, I like these. They've got the, you know, uh, options software that lets you do all kinds of, like, customization. But one of the main things that I like about them uh, is that they can both connect to three different devices, either via Logitech's unifying receiver or bluetooth and what's good about that for me is that i also uh on top of the macbook pro i have like a dell windows workstation that i uh occasionally use uh for you know whatever uh sometimes you just need windows <laughs> and i know i can install it on the mac but uh, an unfortunate truth yeah yeah uh, <laughs> So I can, you know, independently connect the mouse and keyboard and monitor to, like, different machines and, and you know, uh, without having to repair and unpair uh, the, the, the wireless connection. Uh, they're good. Uh, the Craft keyboard is nice. I, I really like the feel. I'm not really a mechanical keyboard person. The only thing that I don't like about it is that the battery life is garbage. I have to charge it like every two days or something. So that's you know, nice try, Logitech. You came close, but
0: I don't know. <laughs> but that that MX Master Mouse is um, oh, it's great. It's great. That there's looks like that pretty incredible.
1: Yeah, uh, I I really like that. Um, there's like this little wing that sticks out under your thumb, mm-hmm. and in, in there there's like a uh. There's a little scroll wheel for side-scrolling. There's forward and back buttons, which you can customize to so whatever you want. And then the, sort of the floor of that wing, you can also press down on to do things. So, like, I, I press on that and drag left or right to, like, switch workspaces. Ah, cool. Which is pretty nice. My bad. I can do the same thing with, like, the wheel on the keyboard. Um, You know, or just use it for volume, whatever, uh, depending So, uh, yeah, that's, what's on my desk. I I generally keep my desk pretty tidy. Um, you know, despite some of the clutter behind me, um, I have like a little desk organizer that keeps some file folders and my pens and notebooks and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically what my workspace looks like. It's pretty comfy. Uh, I, it's definitely become that habit space where I come and sit down, and this is where I do work. You know, so it's worked out well for that.
0: Okay, what's like what's your what's your philosophy on these things? Like, do you go out of your way to, for example, minimize cables or to minimize the number of things on your desk? Yeah, I
1: I, I mean I I don't I don't like seeing clutter in front of me too much, but I um I won't go to the point that some folks will go to uh to try and uh, bundle everything up or you know uh, make it uh you know perfect cabling or whatever because it doesn't really matter that much to me um so long as i can get my work done and it's not a problem that's not that big a deal fair enough very practical Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like, it's a power cable, you know, or it's an additional, you know, um, monitor cable that's hanging underneath the the desk. If I don't see it, if it's not like something that I'm tripping over, it's okay. I have done, you know, when I was working in in more hardware engineering, I had to like wire up stations for um, calibration equipment or whatever. And yeah that was the kind of thing where I was very precise and very very um methodical with whatever cabling I was doing because i it was the kind of thing where if something you know went wrong, you needed to be able to troubleshoot it to get the production line back up and running very quickly. That's a different story mm-hmm. um in my case, if there's a if if I have to take an extra thirty seconds to identify whether something's a you know a monitor cable for uh, this machine or that machine doesn't really matter. So I, I don't worry about it too, too much.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So let's talk about workflows. So how do you actually get work done? Um,
1: effectively. No, that's a terrible answer. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's a good answer, but it's not really going to make for a very interesting show. Uh, I... I I think a little over a year ago, I went through um, the All the Things course on the Sweet Setup by Sean Blanc. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of takes, I, I talked about it a little bit in, I, I think it was episode five. Um, that kind of takes a, a good chunk of David Allen's getting things done kind of um, methodology. Mm-hmm and, um, just adds to it a little bit, uh, in ways that make sense for me. So, um, every week, uh, I do a retrospective as I've talked about, uh, and I won't go over that again, but essentially it's like, how did last week go? How do I want next week to go? What's on the calendar for the next week? What are like the top three things that I want to get done next week? Um, and then based on that, every day, I prepare sort of like what the top three things that I want to do and like a small schedule of like what meetings and appointments and stuff do I have. So um, usually my day starts pretty early in the morning with some exercise. Either I go to the gym or I'll take a long walk sometimes or uh, trying to get back into running. Maybe by the time this airs, I will actually be... You know, a little more consistent with that. But I do. And then I do get your Apple Watch notifications in the
0: morning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know.
1: I get yours, and uh, I, I am a little bit, you know, um, encouraged to to and, and motivated to be better about my own physical fitness because, like I said, I am old and I'm falling apart. Uh, so yeah, once I do a little bit of exercise, uh, it helps. Like sort of clear the cobwebs from my brain. And then I'll do a little bit of work in the morning on my side projects, um, stuff like, you know, working on this podcast or um, working on my personal site, working on some, uh, some stuff related to my um, iOS apps, you know, uh, stuff like that. Um, and usually around 9 a.m. I jump into my day for the work I do at Glitch. Uh, so that's the bulk of my work day. Uh, is that, um, that kicks off with, you know, adding an update to gel, which is sort of like a, a software for doing standups. Oh, okay. And so you add like, you know, what you did yesterday, or it just kind of like tracks what you did yesterday from your check, uh, from your update, add what you want to do today, any challenges that you're facing and saves it and then you kind of have like a to-do list you can check off what you got done and what you didn't get done. It also posts that to a dedicated channel in our Slack, which so, you know, what's handy about that is that everybody sees everyone else's um stand-ups mm-hmm. and can ask questions or offer advice or whatever, you know. And that way you don't have to necessarily have a stand-up with your own team. Um we still do like weekly check-ins on, on my team, but uh, it's it's not as kind of like um, involved as what I've heard some um, some companies do.
0: Huh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, so you're not like, it's not as if everyone needs to stop what they're doing completely and be all in the same place at the same time. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. I think there are some people that actually just, submit their updates at the end of the day when they've finished their day mm-hmm. and you know what like it doesn't matter right so yeah and um you know my my work day kind of wraps up around five ish sometimes a little later than that uh, i get a little notification that uh i should practice guitar for a bit <laughs> uh i i got myself a guitar at the beginning of february and uh Yeah, you know, that's kind of like a nice little uh, change of pace after that. But um, once I've done, you know, 30 minutes, an hour of practice, uh, then I take uh, about 5 or 10 minutes and plan out the next day in my notebook by coming up with those same, like, what's the top three things that I need to tackle Hmm. tomorrow, what's on my schedule for tomorrow, and take it from there. Okay, so
0: that's really interesting. So. In the morning, so you spend time on your side projects before kind of yeah. heading into
1: work. Yeah, exactly. Um, and because I, I wake up so early, I'm usually, you know, when we're not going through like daylight savings time change, uh, I'm usually up at like 5 a.m., you know? Wow. So, you know, between 5 a.m. and 9 a.m., there's four hours of time that I can use. And what's nice about that is then okay I'm done work, so I can just go ahead and uh, uh you know, once I'm done practicing guitar, start working on dinner, you know, and right. uh, or go do something in the evening with with my wife or whatever. Um I like leaving my evenings for sort of R and R, you know? hmm Maybe we want to go out to dinner. Maybe we wanna Maybe we need to go shopping for something, you know, whatever it is. Um, uh, and a lot of times that kind of thing ends up being a little bit of a spontaneous uh, decision, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't want to feel... Uh, doing something first thing in the morning is never a spontaneous decision because, it's, you know, it's it's either nothing's open yet or, you know, um, you're just... I'm in my pajamas. I don't want to... right. Yeah, you know, Or I'm in my gym clothes or whatever. Uh, but in the evening, I'd rather leave that open for whatever we want to do uh, as kind of a, a fun thing.
0: Yeah. See, I find that really great because you've kind of like worked this into your day, right? Like you're allowing yourself time to be spontaneous and to, you know, go wherever you'd like, you know, like, like a leaf in the wind. Well, yeah,
1: you know, on a a breezy summer's day. I think that's really great. That's commendable. And I mean, I want to be clear, like I generally will start my day pretty early, Mm -hmm. uh, but there are days where it's seven o'clock in the morning and I just I still haven't gotten out of bed because I'm, you know, I'm too tired or like I'm not feeling well or whatever. It's not like, you know, and, and I. I think something that I I really have worked on is not feeling bad about those mornings. You know, sometimes yeah, you really wanted to get to the gym um but you didn't and that's okay. Tomorrow's another day, pick it up then,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. Cool. And about about your notebook. Yeah. So so how long does it take for you to like plan out I guess like your next day?
1: Not long, like 5 or 10 minutes. Oh, you yeah. Know? Oh, wow. uh, yeah. Because all I really do is as you go through your day, mm-hmm. you know what's getting done, what's not getting done. And you, you also kind of know what. Um, uh, Because I do my weekly planning, I also know what's on the agenda for the week. So, OK, I got to take the car in for whatever on Thursday. Well, Wednesday, I know that in the morning when I drop off the car at the garage, that's what I'm doing, you know? Um, so then it's just a question of like switching over. I, I have always one workspace on my Mac that has side-by-side OmniFocus and Fantastical, and I can just very quickly switch over there and see, okay, what's going on for tomorrow? What do I need to worry about for um, top three things, which are usually related to the top three things for the week. Not Mm -hmm. always, but usually. And, you know, uh, from there, yeah, like, I just create, like, three rows at the top of the page. It's always a new page for the day. Uh, Three rows where I write down what I want to do about how long I think it'll take and, like, a box that I can check off once it's done. Then after that, I have like a little line that I draw with a schedule saying like, okay, at 10 a.m. I have this meeting at 2 p.m. I have this call, whatever. Um, Or, you know, at 730, I have dinner reservations here, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And uh, that's it. You know, it it doesn't take more than 10 minutes, uh, probably five minutes uh, for the most part. During the day, I take a lot of notes on what I'm doing or like what's going on, or you know, um, if I've learned something particularly interesting like i'll I'll write it down. But beyond that, um the actual planning part is pretty pretty quick and easy.
0: huh Wow. Wow, that, indeed. That's something that I would like to integrate into, into
1: my workflow a little I really, bit more. Yeah, it, I mean, it's something that I got from uh, the All the Things course, which I, I really do recommend, you know. Uh, the course revolves around a notebook, um, your th- calendar app, whatever that might be, uh, things as a task manager and um doing like a lot of your um journaling stuff in day one mm-hmm. i really do most of it in uh, my notebook you know in fact uh you know we uh talked last time about key tools that we use mm-hmm. that that you use for me it's my notebook that's the the thing yeah. that makes me the most effective yeah uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, but, um, the, the approaches that, uh, that are described in that course, I find are really fit well with, with my, my sort of, um, interest in slowing my day down, you know, and when I force myself to slow down, when I force myself to like, make sure that I have time for spontaneous things, uh, it, it really lets you. Uh, bubble up the most important things because those are the things that have to get done right instead of like just all of the um you know just all of the cruft that kind of accumulates in your day
0: yeah i guess Uh, you're more you're more mindful about about what's important versus what's you know
1: urgent or what's like urgent but unimportant right yeah exactly i mean that stuff needs to get done and you know uh will probably end up as one of my top 3 things if it's especially urgent. Um but uh, taking the time to make sure that you're thoroughly thinking things through, you know, in the, like a uh, my retros take about an hour, mm-hmm. maybe a little longer, you know, and that's fine. I don't I don't mind. But uh yeah, that that's one thing that I really liked about that course was that it was much more focused about being very deliberate about your day. You know? And being very deliberate about like what's important to you and what's meaningful to you and and stuff like that. Okay, interesting. So so let's so let's talk more about your notebook. Yeah, yeah. Um for uh you know, anyone that's kind of a notebook nerd, I use the I never know how to pronounce it Leuchtturm 1917 <laughs> books. Um I think it's an A5 size book. And the more important thing for me is just... Uh, that's a good size for me. Uh, and I'll add a show note. But it, the the most important thing is that it's got like nice paper. Okay. So that when I'm writing, it's not bleeding through or whatever. I, I write with a fountain pen. Because I'm fancy. Fancy, fancy. Um, yeah, yeah. And also... Um, well, that's another thing. I, I take time to like write cursive and you know i i don't care if i make a mistake i'll scratch things out and whatever and scrawl in my notebook but i like to take a little time to write things out and and you know i'm not a bullet form kind of uh person you know i prefer writing a paragraph so that you know if i look back on it during my annual review or whatever i have more context than just a bullet point. Right. I have like I was feeling really crappy about this, you know, like which doesn't necessarily come through in in very terse bullets. Bullets are efficient, but efficiency isn't always effective. Right. Um and I always make sure that it's a dotted notebook, not lined, not blank, not graph, dotted. This is important. Why? Why so? I don't know. I just felt like saying that. You see, <laughs> no, uh, you seem very uh, opinionated about about well, uh, the pages I, of I your am, notebook. It's one of those things that I'm particular about. Uh, I the the thing that I find with a dotted page is that it gives me enough um, visual context for writing in a straight line. It gives me a grid for whatever sketches I'm going to do. Without, you know, uh, having so much um, printed on the page that it competes with what I'm writing visually. So that's why I like dotted best. Because um, that's the kind of notes I do. Like I'll, I'll wireframe things or right.
0: I'll okay. draw
1: little flow diagrams or whatever. Or I'll write prose or I'll make my little calendars or whatever, you know? Okay. So
0: so yeah. it's some constraints, but you're mostly free.
1: Yeah, and you know what? That's what I like best about um, working with paper is that it 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 breathes. There's, you know, like when it comes to creativity, there's room to breathe with paper. Mm-hmm. Um, so like paper will become whatever you need it to be, right? Uh, it, it's something to write on. It's something to draw on. It's something that you can like, I did a little bit of origami last year and it's something you can sculpt with, you know? Like, Paper will do that. A digital tool doesn't work as well for that, I find. I guess um, you,
0: I've, you're kind of forced into a certain way of thinking and a certain workflow where
1: yeah, you, you might not necessarily need that right now. Well, I, I think that software, even when it tries to be everything to everyone, is always going to be opinionated about the way it works. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's just kind of normal. And I don't think that's a bad thing unless you have bad opinions. Um, but, you know, it, it's one of those things where um, paper will conform to what you need at, at at any given moment. Whereas a digital tool will always kind of impose itself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, it's not all wins with paper and pen. Uh Sometimes I think like, wow, I would really love to find this thing that I wrote down, but it's not like I can just hit a search bar. Right. right?" Uh, So I have to be a little more deliberate about that. But at the same time, writing something down with a pen on paper rather than even just retyping it uh, makes it stick in my head a little bit better. You know, I tend to remember things better if I write them down. Um,
0: A common theme with most people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a notebook. Uh, (laughs) The ode to your notebook. Yeah, for sure. And and you know what, the, what I find by doing this is that, you know, uh, okay. Other very helpful tools for me are OmniFocus and Fantastical, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but quite frankly, if both of those bits of software were discontinued tomorrow, I could switch to any other task manager or calendar and I'd be fine. Like it wouldn't impact me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, that's I think probably the, uh, the top tool for my own productivity setup. Wow. Okay. <laughs>
0: we sure, we sure unpacked that one. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 Uh, it, it's like you said, it's something that I'm kind of opinionated about and, and I have, strong feelings about um no
0: but that's great i think i think writing just in general is is a is a great way to be i guess more more deliberate and more focused about about what you want to get out there you know like it 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 takes just enough effort for like to prevent you from being like frivolous with the pen you know what i mean
1: yeah and you know what um sometimes making the creative process too easy isn't um for me anyways isn't necessarily a good thing you know like i i use bear for notes and it's really quick and easy to just create a new note you know whatever no Mm -hmm. problem uh and, and that's true for like any digital uh note-taking app, um, but I wouldn't want to. Uh, I don't want to just throw anything in there necessarily. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, I, I don't, cause then you end up with like that side project get graveyard that you uh, talked about, where you've got all these things that are just kind of sitting on a someday maybe list that maybe I'll get around to, maybe I won't, I don't know, it's a thing that I've, you know, put into the world now, and every time I open this app, it's there in front of me. Whereas if you have to put a little more work into writing a thing down, uh, or, you know, the genesis of the idea, Mm -hmm. maybe that's a bit of a filter, you know, I don't know maybe not perhaps i was watching a talk with um stephen king uh, mm. a couple days ago and the one thing that really stuck for me was when he talks about his um his process for for writing he talked about how like um it's kind of like having a a sifter you know that you put flour into and you just sift and sift and sift, sift. and eventually like just the good stuff stays behind. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the the analogy fits. I don't do much baking. But anyways, like, there's always something that keeps coming back. So he was talking about, I think, the, um, the Dome being one of those stories that he started writing back when he was, like, a high school teacher, you know, and started writing it and kind of set it aside. And it just, like, the idea kept coming back to him and it kept poking at him, you know? So he just had to come back to it and eventually write the book, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And when you have to take a little more time to uh, put your ideas out there, you know, out of your head, maybe it's only the ones that really, um, uh, you know, keep coming to you keep coming back to you that right end up there i don't know maybe maybe not
0: all right so mm. what about any other tools that you want to mention uh because surely you don't use only a notebook
1: no, on, no of course focus
0: not. and fantastical
1: no i i mean uh we we um we talked last time for how you use different tools between your day job and your side projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that that's, you know, definitely the same for me. Uh, the notebook, OmniFocus and Fantastic L are common for everything that I do. You know, it's just kind of like how I keep track of what's going on in my life. Um, at the day job, uh, working at glitch um I use Chrome. I use Notion because that's what the company uses. I use gel like I mentioned, and i mean i I'm sure it's pretty obvious, but like I use glitch for whatever web development I do, which is wonderful uh for side projects um I use any browser other than Chrome. Chrome is just for um, except for like occasional testing to see if something looks weird in Chrome, uh, Chrome is just for work. I use, um, I still use glitch if I'm doing web dev stuff, but I also use uh visual studio code a lot. I've built like websites in Hugo, uh, which is a static site generator. Like my personal site is that, and mm-hmm. I'm redoing my business site in Hugo. And I really like using visual studio code. I think it's great. Um, it's got like built in terminal and everything, which is just really handy to be running you know Hugo commands in the terminal while you're working right. in your text editor i I use Xcode, of course, for um iOS stuff um, I often as far as browsers go, like I tend to do more like business related stuff in Safari, personal browsing in Firefox and whatever web dev um, testing in Firefox Developer Edition, which is amazing. It's so good. Um it's great for, you know, Flexbox or whatever you want to just huh. you know inspect and see like, okay, where are things lining up? Why does this look so wacky? And you know, a lot of web dev uh front-end web dev stuff, especially like CSS, just feels like there it mostly makes sense but there's also a little bit of black magic right. there isn't i know it's just that like it's it's experience with you know doing it right or doing it wrong um but it really it has a great um set of dev tools the chrome dev tools are also very good but i really like dev edition of firefox
0: huh okay so you really use like four separate browsers yeah. depending on like
1: your your use case yeah. Yeah. You know, um, whenever a lot of this stuff, you know, for the business, because it's iOS apps tends to be very Apple focused and therefore I want to mm. make sure. Okay. Maximum compatibility with Safari and, um, Safari dev tools is the only way to see what's going on on my iPhone with a web page on Safari. Right. right. I don't know if you've ever done that, but, um, uh, so I'll I'll use that, um, or I'll use simulator sometimes just to lay things out. That's that's also fine. Oh, smart, huh? I yeah. never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I have had. I remember working on a project for uh, that needed to be responsive, and I think I had like four different uh, simulator devices running, like from an iPhone SE all the way to like a 10s Max. Uh, just to make sure things are laying out the way they're supposed to. Uh, so that was kind of cool because <laughs> I was building it in Glitch and just kind of like live updates as I'm writing the code. Oh, cool. Which is really, really handy. Um, Yeah, so, you know, uh, simulator can be handy. But yeah, uh, I like Safari too. It's just, they're a little behind on some of the web standards. So it doesn't always work out. Hmm and and you use chrome exclusively for work because of like you want to separate your accounts or well for one there's that um the other thing is that uh, as a i've mentioned before that i tend to r- run everything as a web app even if there's a desktop app like slack mm-hmm. runs as a pinned tab in chrome and notion i run in chrome and i have like you know webmail or whatever set up there so My default browser is Firefox. If I'm running the Slack desktop app and I click on a link, it wants to open it in Firefox and like, that's not where I want this, you know, like that, that, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, uh, I tend to um, use that uh, to containerize my usage. And the nice thing with Chrome is that I can, you know, most browsers offer this now at this point, but... I can sync between different uh instances of Chrome right. so like on my workstation I can launch Chrome and you know all my bookmarks and everything are there it's it's all ready to go. Chrome also includes like very good dev tools which is you know important um but important yeah. when you're a developer. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. Yeah which uh like I'm probably going to have to take my MacBook Pro in for the keyboard. Oh no. Cuz <laughs> yeah, they they just messed it all up, right? Oh, um no. but that means that, you know, like uh I just need to fire up Chrome in my on my Windows box and I can work no problem, you know. That's one thing that I try to keep um I never want to have to like do significant customization to a computer so I can start working. Right. You know? So I tend to like not use a lot of plugins. I tend to not use a lot of like things like that. Um, I don't, I want to do as little setup of a computer before I can start working, you mm-hmm. know? So with um, Firefox and Chrome, I can sync all that stuff back and forth across different machines or even my phone. Uh if we're talking about Firefox, I really love like Firefox's send to device feature. So I can just like, oh, I'm looking at this page, send it to my um my my home computer from my phone or send it from my whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um that's really handy. Uh but um beyond like a couple of installations, I don't wanna have to start fiddling with um installing you know various plugins for code you know or xcode or whatever right uh, i just want it really quick and easy so
0: oh yeah fair enough i think that's a great way to do it
1: another thing uh,
0: another thing you might find useful is having like a like a github repo with like your dot files
1: yeah yeah that can be handy for sure uh, but like i don't know how that would work on windows yeah for example right that's and you can also set that up in keybase keybase can have like repositories that are encrypted and private okay and you know you can do stuff like that oh uh, cool which is really handy and that i think pretty much covers how i like to work i mean it's or you know how i get things done um i like i said uh try to be very slow and deliberate about how I'm working so that I can be very focused and and quick while I'm working, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense, you know, uh, and uh, get a notebook. <laughs> there you go. You know, that's all you need. That's not all you need. You need a lot more than that. But it has worked really well for me. Oh, that's past- cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a little over a year since I went to like a primarily paper and pen driven system and yeah, it's made a difference.
0: You know what? I'm definitely going to try that out. That's going to be on my, uh, on my, uh, to-do list. Actually, you know what? Let me just stick that in OmniFocus right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I said, uh, I strongly, if this is the kind of thing that interests you, I strongly recommend the, all the things course. I'll put a link to it in the show notes uh, because. Um, It's been, uh, it's made me a lot more deliberate about even things like weekly reviews, which used to be just kind of like, let's go through the projects and see what's going on. Okay. Whatever. Do I need to add a Mm -hmm. next action? Fine. Whatever. You know, uh, now it's really much more of a, um, a mindful approach. Right. So yeah. Interesting.
0: Okay. So to wrap things up, is there anything you would like to promote, send out there to the listeners?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I want to. So my dream right now is that like Glitch becomes really the place where people collaborate and contribute and find uh, apps that they love. Uh, I want Remix on Glitch to be the next Fork Me on GitHub. Uh, so I think you should check it out uh, if you're at all interested in web development, uh, or just, you know, fun web apps, I really believe in what they're building, you know? It's just this friendly community where you'll find and build the uh, web app of your dreams. So um, check it out, glitch.com. I'll put a link in the show notes as well. And uh, yeah, make something cool.
0: There you have it. Link in the show notes, people. All right. Yeah. Thanks a lot for that overview, Angela. You this bet. Is, uh It was fun. This is some
1: good food for thought. I, I hope so. I hope so. All right. Well, uh, that's everything for this week. We'll catch up next week. I guess so.